Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. So, Jason Dedeker, how are we doing today? I'm on the warpath today. I woke up super <laughs> sore and super tired, and I guess I am glad that I get to drink and hang out with my friends right now and read the Bible. Yeah. But it's been a little bit of a rough start to the day for me. Oh, I'm raging. sorry to hear that. I ended up sleeping in like more than two hours past my alarm just because of jet lag. And so my day's been a little rushed leading up to this point. So I'm trying mm, to kind of like yeah. enjoy the moment and, you know, not stress about it. Well, you're that not going to get any of that here. We're going to keep <laughs> rushing through reading this Bible. I'm sorry, Jace. Yeah. Sorry to break it to you. What did we talk about last time? Do you remember, Emily? Yes, we talked about Jerubael slash Gideon. I had the privilege of being able to tell my friend Jerubael at work that his name <laughs> showed up in the Bible, awesome. and that was fun. And he was he was very like pleased that I spoke about him in the show on the show. So that was Aww. cool. Oh, that's good. That's nice. But yeah, uh, stuff happened with Gideon slash Jerubael. There was a three hundred involved. I know that he was one of the judges. Yeah, can we talk um, about the three hundred yeah. real quick? So so we cast. We talked about Idris Elba being being Gideon, right? Yeah. And so something that we yeah. totally didn't acknowledge was the fact that Gerard Butler has to be in the movie in the part with the 300, right? I'm, I'm down. But we don't even have a named character there. How That's can fine. we cast He'll Gerard just... Butler as a freaking extra? He can just be a small we'll, part. We'll create a character. Yeah. Yeah, he's just he's like, okay, fine. the leader of the 300. Fine. What? What more do you need? He's in his Spartan no. outfit. Okay, it's a cameo. Okay, it's a cameo. Sure. Okay, yeah. I can get behind that. Emily, do you remember how we whittled it down to three hundred soldiers? No. No. Do no you? ideas. Do you? Oh yes. Um, I, do. I. I'm assuming it was because these were the guys that decided that they were strong enough slash like of of good enough mind to continue going and uh, okay. fighting. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Fish. There was there was a litmus test that had to do with water. Ooh. Do you remember drinking uh, at the river? Oh yeah. Was this the fleet oh, breaking pitchers, wet and dry fleeces, <laughs> Emily, drinking no. tests. No, that tells me nothing. That tells me nothing. Okay. The, the notes what, are what, a trap. what was it? Do you remember drinking at the river? Yeah. And the test that, that Yahweh came up with for drinking mm, at the river? Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, so it was something about drinking like a dog, like lapping it up. <laughs> <laughs> at the river versus sitting on your haunches. I don't know, j lapping it up like a person versus dog, something like that. What was it? Tell it me. It was a little bit confusing. It was like the people who scoop water in their hand and bring uh -huh. it up to their mouth and then drink it like a dog, lap, 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 versus the people who sit down on their haunches and shove their face directly into the water and drink it like a human slash dog, but a not very yeah. aware dog. And we don't want them in our army. Right. So the ones cool. who scooped it up okay. in their hands were the ones we kept. And only Clear 300, only okay. 300 did that. So that's where we got wow. our 300 from. 
I bet they were like, lucky us. We got to go fight now. Woo. (laughs) Or maybe they were so jazzed about fighting. Who the heck knows? So, all right. That's fun. Uh, What are we drinking to enjoy this momentous occasion of continuing with judges? I'm having a nice rosé, pulling an Oh! Yeah. Wow. Australian rosé. It's called Pink Claw. On the label, there is a lobster with a single pink claw. That's uh, kind of adorable. I love that. Is there any connection to White Claw, which is the alcoholic seltzer that's very popular in the States these days? (laughs) Is that an Australian thing? No. Definitely not. Okay. What are y'all drinking? Um, I'm having a lovely Spanish white uh, because I am going to Spain in a few months. And so I'm looking forward to that and and trying to uh, sample the Spanish wine. I have no Mm. idea what kind of wine this is because I only know about Italian and American and French wines. So it's a a kind of wine. Well, you got a few months to learn all about it. white Spanish wine. (laughs) I guess so. You're right. It's great, though. I like it very much. And it's organic and vegan. Helk, yes. Helk, yes. Uh, hell yes. <laughs> so in like, honor, don't say hell. Yeah. Whoops, I said it. In honor of Dedeker being in Australia, I decided to go back to one I've talked about on this show before, which is the Crikey IPA. Um, <laughs> I figured Crikey. that that would that you know help me feel closer to Dedeker, even though she's Aww. basically like as far away as it's possible to be in the world from everywhere yeah. else. Like yeah. Australia is far from, from everything. Much everywhere else. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All right, well... Today, we are reading just two chapters, Judges 9 and 10. Judges. Have you seen uh, So You Think You Can Dance? Every time we talk about judges, I just want to say judges, like um, the, the, like, what was her? The host of So You Think You Can Dance. I think she was Australian, and she said judges like judges, and I just want to say that constantly. (laughs) It's very cute. That's great. We'll have to find a a quote I forget what her name is, but... Yeah, somebody can tweet at us and yell at us and tell us what her name was, but I forget. But she was very beautiful and lovely. Nice. So, Gigi's 9 and 10 today. (laughs) All right, as we get started, we want to remind our listeners to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us or you can listen while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, Judges 9. Abimelech, the son of Jerubael, went to Shechem to his mother's brothers and spoke with them and with all the family of the house of his mother's father. Say, wow, okay. Okay, okay but this is Gideon's son, Jerubael. 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 Gideon's son, Abimelech. Yes. Yes. Okay, okay, okay thank you. So, but it, just the fact that they're like his mother's brother's mother's father saying Jerubiel the son of. Yeah. So there's a lot of people involved, basically, and they're all related, apparently. So he said, please speak in the ears of all the men of Shechem, whether it is better for you. Weather is better for you, not whether it is. 
just whether is better for you that all the sons of Jerubiel, who are 70 persons, I forgot about that. Whew. Oh, right. Right. He had a billion babies. Yeah. A billion. Or babies. That's yeah, we don't ridiculous. know they were sons. Yeah, babies. Yeah. Wow. And probably because they're saying 70 and women they don't care about. So it's probably 70 sons. That's amazing. Okay. Who are 70 persons rule over you or that one rule over you? What did Jason? What? Will you help us? Was that a question mark? What was that the, a question he was asking? <laughs> Dear readers, I, I listeners, I don't think you understood that, and because I certainly didn't. I'm just gonna let's let me just try it one more time. Please speak in the ears of all the men of Shechem. Whether is better for you that all the sons of Jerubiel, who are seventy persons, rule over you, or that one rule over you? Oh, so he's saying, which do you prefer? 70 of these dudes ruling over you or just or one, one of them ruling over you? What yeah. an odd question. Yeah. What an odd way to say that question. <laughs> well, it's also weird because I'm just remembering now that at the end of last time, we there was something that like they didn't honor the House of Gideon after this anyway. Do you remember right. that? Gideon fell out of favor. Yes. Yes. I do remember that. So like, I feel like this is all going yeah, to amount to nothing. I guess he did. <laughs> but we'll see. Remember also that I am your bone and your flesh. Ooh. His mother's brother spoke of him in the ears of all the men of Shechem, all these words, and their hearts inclined to follow Abimelech, for they said he is our brother. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So all the relatives. Mothers is apostrophe, brothers is not. Right. So all the relatives on his mother's side were like, yeah, we'd rather follow you than follow all of the sons of Gideon or but J- J- yeah. Jerubiel. So, yeah, they're, they're the same person. Okay. He's like garnering support for his campaign for, for leadership. I guess, yeah. Abimelech is? Abimelech I is. But so, he's yeah. a. But, but wait, Abimelech is the son of Jerubiel. So he's just one of the sons of Jerubiel. Right. But he's like, hey, let me hit you with this, guys. How does it sound to be ruled by all 70 of us kids of Jerubiel or like just me? Because, you know. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm your family. Also, this is his mom's family. And remember, Drubiel's yeah. kids are from his many, many wives. So these oh, are the relatives that are right. only his like full relatives versus the other kids. So I think he's making a political move. Yeah. I think he's trying to like garner mm. some support to make a campaign to be like, actually, I'm the one true ruler. I'm the one true. Yes. Okay. So... They gave him 70 pieces of silver out of the house of Baal Bereth. He is. Wow. I mean, how how like apt right now, because I mean, this is what's happening. Yeah. The night that we're recording this is the night of the New Hampshire primary. So here we are. I mean, this is exactly what's happening. So he they gave him 70 pieces of silver out of the house of Baal Bereth with which Abimelech hired vain and light fellows who followed him. Vain oh, and light fellows. That's what it oh. says. So these, I guess, are his. Uh, I don't know. Is like campaign managers or something. They're oh, vain and light entourage? fellows. Yeah, entourage. Maybe. Yeah. Just vain so and light vain people. And light. His, hype, yeah, exactly. his hype men are just like following him around, oh, being like, yeah. Exactly. They're like, whoa, yeah. He went to his father's house at Ophirah and killed his brothers. Whoa, the sons of Jerubiel being 70 persons. Yeah, being 70 persons on one stone. But Jotham, the youngest son of Jerubiel, was left for he hid himself. 
Jesus. Okay. That escalated what? quickly. <laughs> yeah. That's like. Wow. That's like Putin taking out everyone else. Like just like or someone. I mean, uh, you know, something happening bad. No, it, it's like one yeah. of the Democratic candidates being like, you want to f- pledge your support to me? Great. Give me your money. Give me your vein and light people to follow me. I'm going to go kill the rest of the Democratic candidates. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Goodness. Wow. wow. So, okay. okay so, but Jotham okay. is is left. Jotham is left. So all the men of Shemek assembled themselves together in all the house of Milo and went and made Abimelech king by the oak of the pillar that was in Shechem. Okay. When they told it to Johem, he went and stood on top of Mount Gezerim and lifted up his voice and cried and said to them, listen to me, you men of Shechem, that God may listen to you. The trees went forth on time to anoint a king over them, and they said to the olive tree, reign you over us. But the olive tree said to them, why are these olive trees talking? (laughs) Yeah, okay. I'm getting a Game of Thrones vibe here with like the elder tree you know that was one oh, of the okay. gods or something okay. or or maybe these okay. are ents like from tolkien oh from lord of yeah, the rings yeah maybe i i could i could see that J.R.R. tolkien would get this from the bible so <laughs> well these olive trees be talking so if this yeah. helps at all i'm looking at the message right now and this section that, that like this thing that he's shouting is all indented like it's part of a poem or something oh Fascinating. So, okay. Well, so like that's not from, in the NIV or what is this? B- Web <laughs> WEB the World Chicago. Bible. Yeah, WEBZ Chicago translation of the Bible. Yeah, uh, yeah it's exactly. not indented in the in the NIV either or the King James, but the message did indent this, so I guess he kind of thought like, oh yeah, this is sort of a poem. I don't know. Okay. So, so, you so know, like we can take me. more liberties with our storytelling, with the trees talking and stuff. I see. Okay. So listen to me, you men of Shechem, that God may listen to you. The trees went forth on a time to anoint a king over them, and they said to the olive tree, reign you over us. But the olive tree said to them, should I leave my fatness, with which by me they honor God and man, and go to weave, to wave back and forth over the trees? What? <laughs> Emily's doing what? a fantastic tree-waving dance. <laughs> Sorry, what? The trees so the- said to the... They, I, I don't know what what I'm not going to be helpful, but yes. Let let me just because you're the one who's actually like looking at this and reading it. Try to help me understand here. So, okay. the people went, and the trees anointed someone as their ruler. They anointed this this guy, right? No, the, no, 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 no. The trees anointed the olive tree. He's telling an allegory. Oh, he's oh, telling an okay, allegory. Okay, okay. So oh, the trees. Thanks, thank you. Dunner. Asked the thank olive you. tree, "Will you rule over us?" And the olive tree was like. Okay, I think he's trying to make some sort of yeah, he's trying to make a connection here, a metaphor. Okay, okay. Like that the olive tree was like, should I get rid of all my oil? Fatness? My fatness, okay. all my good parts, oh, and yeah. then just wave around you. I think that's what he's saying is that like Abimelech has abandoned all his support, really, which are his seventy brothers okay. in order to rule and just kind of wave around like an olive tree that has no olives or olive oil and is therefore useless. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. No, that's, that's I like what I this. think. Thank you. Yeah, that makes sense. No, I, I, I'll I, go with that, Dedeker. Well done. Okay, so... Didn't get that English degree for nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, did, you, actually, oh, I didn't get an English degree at all. Yeah, so. I was like, what? No, you didn't. You were the theater major. Come on. Come on. Let's, uh, yeah, let's try that one again. 
<laughs> Should I leave my fatness with which by me they honor God and man and go to wave back and forth over the trees? The tree said to the fig tree, come you and reign over us. Oh, I see. But the so, fig tree So the said, olive tree was like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. Now they're going to the fig. Okay. How about, okay. How about you, fig boy? The Yeah, the tree said to the fig tree, come over, come, come you and reign over us. But the fig tree said to them, should I leave my sweetness and my good fruit and go to wave back and forth over the trees? <laughs> I'm waving again, just for all of you who can't see this. Uh-huh. The trees said to the vine, come you and reign over us. The vine said to them, should I leave my new wine, which cheers God and man and go wave back and forth over the trees? Mm. They said all the trees to the bramble, come you and reign all over us. The bramble said to the trees, if in truth you anoint anoint me king over you, then come and take refuge in my shade. If not, let fire come out of the bramble and devour the cedars of Lebanon. So the bramble was like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, sure. So all all like the good trees, right? Like figs and wines. Yeah, but the and bramble olives. is like, I have nothing useful to offer or leave behind, so I'll do it. And I'll but burn everyone else down. Fire. I think that's the metaphor for burning, for killing all the brothers, because he's like, I'm going to burn down anyone who doesn't follow I see. me. So he's kind of implying you're as useless as some brambles. I've, oh, okay. I think, okay. Well, he's saying this to other people, not directly to. To well, Ab- yeah, he's gossiping. He's subtweeting. He's on a mountain subtweeting he's out this poem. Sub- <laughs> subtweeting. Okay. Good lord. Okay. 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 Now we'll continue on past the poem. Now, therefore, if you have dealt truly and righteously in that you have made Abimelech king, and if you have dealt well with Jerubiel in his house and have done to him according to the deserving of his hands, uh, Colts parenthesis. <laughs> For my father fought for you and adventured his life and delivered you out of the hand of Midian, colon. If you are risen up against my father's house this day and is, and have slain his sons, 70 persons, on one stone. What does that mean, on one stone? I have no Did idea. Did they, like, take them all to a stone and throw a big, bigger stone on them? Did he, like, execute them all? Maybe they took them, them all, all to a stone and, yeah, maybe executed yeah. them all in the same spot. Yikes. Yeah. And have made Abimelech the son of his maidservant king over the men of Shechem because he is your brother other parenthesis if you then have dealt truly and righteously with Jerubiel and with his house this day then rejoice you in Abimelech and let him also rejoice in you but if not let fire come out from Abimelech and devour the men of Shechem and the house of Milo and let fire come out from the men of Shechem and from the house of Milo and devour Abimelech oh wow okay wait so Gosh, I'm sorry. I'm having such a hard time following this. So he's saying, like, if yeah, me you too. think this was the right thing to do by making him the king, then let fire come from him and burn up everybody else, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is that what you get, Dedekrim? I I feel like I spoke too soon with my interpretation of this allegory, and now you can clearly see I only have a fake English degree. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Well, you you just don't have an English degree, but that's all right. Um, let's continue and see if we can figure this out. Unless you want to try to message that shit. Let me let me message. Uh, let me message you. I'm gonna instant message you here because I've got it pulled up. <laughs> okay. Jeez, so, blast from the past. Yeah. So Abimelech, God, like I'm like, where do I even start? 
Okay, you made Abimelech, the son by his maidservant, uh-huh. king over Shechem's leaders because he's your relative. Okay, so I guess he's talking kind of to that side of the family. If you okay. think that this is an honest day's work, this way you have treated Jerubael today, then enjoy Abimelech and let him enjoy you. <laughs> But if not, what? No. Yeah, I don't know. But if not, uh, <laughs> but if not, then let fire break from Abimelech and burn up the leaders of Shechem and Beth Milo. The, so those are the ones who put him in power. And let okay. fire break from the leaders of Shechem and Beth Milo and burn up Abimelech. So it's like let you all kill each other, I guess, or b- burn each other. Okay. Up, I guess. Does that, does that make sense? Does that make sense? He's kind of like saying, hey, think long and hard about yeah. this. And if you think it's fine, then like, have fun. But if you don't think it's fine, then you two should burn each other up. Wow. Okay. So now we're going to Jotham. That's who said who's all this. Abimelech's... Oh, 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 okay. He's, okay. The, he's the one so speaking he said all this out and then... against, against Abimelech, who's his Ab- oldest... Abimelech, okay. His oldest brother, brother. I guess. And he's the youngest. Yeah, yeah he's now, the youngest. But now they're the only two. Yes. So Jotham ran away and fled and went to beer, as in the kind of beer that we like to drink, <laughs> and lived there for fear of Abimelech, his brother. Abimelech was prince over Israel three years. God sent an evil spirit between Abimelech and the men of Shechem, mm. and the men of Shechem dealt treacherously with Abimelech. Mm-hmm. Wow, so God, he's not on God's good side, it sounds like. No way. So, yeah, uh, the men of Shechem dealt te- treacherously with Abimelech, that the violence done to the 70 sons of Jerubiel might come, and that their blood might be laid on Abimelech, their brother, who killed them, and on the men of Shechem who strengthened his hands to kill his brothers. Yeah. The men of Shechem sent liars in wait for him on the tops of the mountains, and they robbed all who came along that way by them. It was told by Abimelech. Okay, so the liars in wait. We've had this term before, right? That this is like... Like, So, like, like, probably just, like, people lying in waiting. Yeah, like an ambush, I guess. Okay, like lying, not like telling a fib, but like lying, like soldiers, belly crawling style along the mountain road and going to pop out and get you. Right. Not lying, but lying. They're lying there. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not lying, but lying. Exactly. Thanks. Gail. Gail. G-A-A-L. How would you say that? Gal. (laughs) Gal. Gal for me. Gal, the son of Ebed, came with his brothers and went over to Shechem, and the men of Shechem put their trust in him. They went out into the field and gathered their vineyards and trod the grapes and held festival and went into the houses of their god and did not or did eat and drink and cursed Abimelech. Gal, the son of Ebed, said, who is Abimelech and who is Shechem that we should serve him? I mean, Isn't he... same, same boat, Gal. Same yeah, boat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who is this guy? What? Isn't he what? the son of Jerubael? <laughs> and Zebul, his officer, serve you the men of Hammer, the father of Shechem? But why should we serve him? Would <laughs> that... This people under my hand, then I would remove Abimelech. He said to Abimelech, increase your army and come out. And Jace, this is your turn. Wait, okay, hang on. So this guy, (laughs) this random man, this completely random random man, man, Guile, 
comes out of Gal. nowhere and is yeah. parting it up with these dudes. And he's like, what's so great about this guy? I could take him. Hey, you should send an <laughs> yeah. army. So he just literally comes out of nowhere and decides he's going to front the resistance. He's deciding yeah, that it's, I think it's so. his time. So yeah. I, I love this. So in the message, this is a classic example of the way that the message translation tries to like make things very contemporary and cool, right? So a couple excerpts here okay. is that so he shows along. Uh, then they held a celebration in their God's temple, a feast, eating and drinking. And then they started putting down Abimelech. So some put some put downs oh, were happening. Putting them down. And then, and then my favorite though is is this last part where he's saying, "Why should we be toadies to Abimelech?" Toadies, uh, you know, like la- lackeys, toadies. Yeah. Okay. So if I were in charge of this people, the first thing I'd do is get rid of Abimelech. I'd say, "Quote, show me your stuff, Abimelech. Let's see who's <laughs> boss here." <laughs> show me your stuff. <laughs> Let's see who's boss here. Oh, oh boy. man. I love That's, it. It's just so contemporary. <laughs> yeah. I, I love, love it. it. Definitely not dated at all. Okay. No. Ze- Zebul, governor of the city, heard what Gal, son of Abed, was saying and got angry. Wait, that was the message translation. That's why it sounded so cool. Oh, dang, yeah. It made just too much sense. <laughs> what? And got angry. I'm like, oh. Let me try that again with, with the web. The web. Please. The web. World English Bible. You're on 30. When Zebul, the ruler of the city, heard the words of Gaal, the son of Ebed, his anger was kindled. I actually kind of like that better, to be honest. <laughs> he sent messengers to Abimelech craftily saying behold gaal the son of ebed and his brothers are come again are come to shechem and behold they constrain the city to take part against you now therefore up by night you and the people who are with you shall lie in wait in the field and it shall be that in the morning as soon as the sun is up you shall rise early and rush on the city. And behold, when he and the people who are with him come out against you, then may you do to them as you shall find occasion. Wink. Oh. <laughs> it, it didn't say wink, but if I were doing this translation, I would have put a little like brackets, wink. Abimelech rose up and all the people who were with him by night, and they laid wait against Shechem in four companies. That seems like those sentences were not fully produced in either end. <laughs> that was strange. <laughs> but okay. But yeah, so like, okay, nice so <laughs> so who is this? This is Zeb- Zebul, who sent this secret message, who was like, hey, they're here and they're talking smack. You should go do, uh-huh. do as you shall find occasion, wink. And then they came and lied wait in four companies. So <laughs> Gaal, the son of... Ebed went out and stood in the entrance of the gate of the city, and Abimelech rose up and the people who were with him from the ambush. When Gaal saw the people, he said to Zebul, Behold, there come people down from the tops of the mountains. (laughs) (laughs) There come people. (laughs) I think I see a people over there. Yeah. Zebul said to him, you see, you see the shadow of the mountains as if they were men. Oh, he's kind of like you're seeing things. You're he's gaslighting him. Ooh. Yeah, Gaal spoke again and said, 
behold, there come people down by the middle of the land, and one company comes by way of the Oak of Moinanim. Of Mahanahana? Okay, I guess. Where? Moinanim. Then said Zebul to him, where is now your mouth? That What? <laughs> Let me try to get through this whole sentence. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. Go, go, go. <laughs> I'm then sorry. Zibul, then said Zebul to him, where is now your mouth that you said, who is Abimelech that we should serve him? Oh, okay. He's Okay. Let me let me try that with a little more inflection and see if it makes more sense. Conviction, yeah. Yeah. Then said Zebul to him, "Where is now your mouth that you said, who is Abimelech that we should serve him?" Now it is makes sense. Is not this? Yeah, right. <laughs> is not this the people that you have despised? Go out now, I pray, and fight with them. Mm. Such a So it is. Hey, where's your ruler. mouth? Put your money where it is. I like that. That's good. I wish it. I, I just, wish it said that. We keep saying like when the, and I just keep wanting to like sing when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie. That's amore. <laughs> I don't know about you, but like that's what I keep hearing in my head as this is going on. Not wow. the same thing, but please continue. No, yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, Gaal went out before the men of Shechem and fought with Abimelech. Abimelech chased him, and he fled before him, and there Whoa. fell many wounded, even to the entrance of the gate. I'm assuming by Gaal went out, they mean like Gaal and his- A bunch of people went out? And a bunch of people, I guess? Yeah. Maybe? I don't, he's like new in town, though. I, whatever. I, yeah. Maybe he came with a bunch of people. That must be it. He had a bunch of soldiers with him or something. Okay, so there are many wounded, even up to the entrance of the gate. Okay. Uh, Abimelech- lived at Arumah, and Zebul drove out Gaal and his brothers that they should not dwell in Shechem. It happened on the next day that the people went out into the field and they told Abimelech. He took the people and divided them into three companies and laid wait in the field. And he looked, and behold, the people came forth out of the city, rose up against them, and struck them. Who, so was uh, this like a fake out? I'm lost. I'm lost huh. once again. Yeah. What what yeah. happened? <laughs> let me let me let me see if the message provides a clearer account of this story. So then Abimelech set up his field headquarters at Arumah while Zabul <laughs> kept Gaal and his relatives out of Shechem. I feel like okay. that from that, it's still, you know, like the Democratic primaries here, like <laughs> set up the field headquarters. The field office, in, you yeah. Know. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So the next day, the people went out to the fields. This was reported to Abimelech. He took his troops, divided them into three companies, and placed them in ambush in the fields. When he saw that the people were well out in the open, he sprung up and attacked them. Okay, so Zebul drove out Gal and his brothers out of the city. Also, the ones who had gone out to fight with Abimelech had been driven away. Mm-hmm. So then Abimelech divided his thing into three companies and had his like field office set up out there. And then people, he saw people come out of the city. Oh, I guess maybe the ones they were driving out. And then he rose up and struck them. Okay. Abimelech and the companies, and now I'm back to the World English Bible. 
Abimelech and the companies that were with him rushed forward and stood in the entrance of the gate of the city. And the two companies rushed on all who were in the field and struck them. Abimelech fought against the city all that day. And he took the city and killed the people who were therein. And he beat down the city and sewed it with salt. Oh, he so, like salted wow, the earth. Okay. That, oh, that yeah, level. He like destroyed the city. What does that mean? City. Can I can I ask what does the like the I've heard salt of the earth but like no what does it's, it's that different from mean? salt of the earth salt of the earth oh. is usually a good thing salt of the earth what is, is like salt? you got quality but to salt the earth is a practice of literally pouring salt all over the ground so that you can't grow anything there okay it messes Yikes. up the pH of the soil um, so that it's right. it's straight up like even if you want to rebuild here you can't. Yikes. Yeah. It's like it's like the old times equivalent of like a nuclear bomb where it's like not only are we going to destroy you, but also no one can live here now for however long it takes for this to go away. Right. Wow. OK, that's rough. <clears throat> OK, so, yeah, seriously, when all the men of the Tower of Shechem heard of it, they entered into the stronghold at the house of Elberith. Now now we are reading Tolkien books. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> At the last lonely house of Elbereth. <laughs> it was told Abimelech that all the men of the Tower of Shechem were gathered together. Abimelech got him up to Mount Zalmon, he and all the people who were with him, and Abimelech took an axe in his hand and cut down a bough from the tree and took it up and laid it on his shoulder. And he said to the people who were with him, what have you seen me do? Make haste and do as I have done. <laughs> okay. Just how you, read, how you read that was really funny for some reason. <laughs> what have you seen me do? <laughs> so he went and cut down a bough from the tree, put it on his shoulder, yeah. and was like, you saw it, go do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's, that's what's happening. All the people, right. likewise, cut down every man his bough and followed Abimelech, and put them to the stronghold and set the stronghold on fire on them. Oh, okay. So they all cut down a bough of the tree, of the trees around, so that they could light a fire on the stronghold. Wow. Sad. So that all the men of the Tower of Shechem died also, about a thousand men and women. Oof. <clears throat> okay. Then went... Now, here's something I'm confused about. Whose side are we, the listeners, I, supposed to I be on? I really don't here? know. Yeah, it's very confusing. It, it right? Yeah, I I don't know how to feel about any of this. Should I be happy that Abimelech is t- kicking ass and taking names? Should I be outraged that he is? Because how dare he do these weird, sneaky political maneuvers? I I just don't know. Mm. I guess in that way, it is sort of like Game of Thrones, where like. It's not quite clear uh, who you're supposed to root for at any given moment. But I thought God like, you were always supposed to root for. But but we don't know whose side God is on right now. That's I guess that's yeah, what I'm getting Yeah, that hasn't at. really been clear. Yahweh hasn't really spoken up or blessed anybody. He did right. do something bad. He like threw something at someone in the passages that I was reading. I don't know. What? 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 What did he do? No, God? I, what are you talking about? No, someone about? mentioned God, but God didn't do anything. Okay. Really? All right, Jotham, the youngest Jotham, brother. Jotham, yeah. He he went out and in his like poem he mentioned like listen up so that God can listen to you and then he told okay. his whole thing about Was the trees. It? 
Then he told his whole story about the the tree, the trees. But he didn't actually do anything. Leader. But yeah, Yahweh hasn't okay. actually shown up in this part of the story. Okay. Um, okay. Gosh, where was I? So I, I he cut down all the branches. All the people did, and they burned up the thousand men and women in the in the tower. Then went to Bimelech to Thebes, and encamped against Thebes and took it. But there was a strong tower within the city, and there fled all the men and women and all they of the city and shut themselves in and got them up to the roof of the tower. Abimelech came to the tower and fought against it and drew near to the door of the tower to burn it with fire. He's going to try to do the same thing again. Burn it with fire. His fire tactic. Yes. Oh, twist. A certain woman cast an upper Ooh. millstone on Abimelech's head and broke his skull. <gasps> Whoa! <laughs> Wait, who is this certain woman? They're not even going to say who it is? No, it, the plot thickens. Just a, random, plot thickens. a, a random woman. A, a certain woman. <laughs> she cast a millstone, right? So like a big, big stone on Abimelech's head and broke his skull. Then he you, called hastily. He called hastily. Oh. He's still alive. Then he called hastily to the young man, his armor bearer, and said to him, draw your sword and kill me, that men may not say of me, a woman killed him. <gasps> Jeez. Okay. Oh, bye. Oh my God. I've, oh, <laughs> yeah. I, okay, I have so I'm many done. conflicting We're feelings right now. I'm so just like, wow, <laughs> who is this badass lady who, first of all, could lift a freaking millstone? Over yeah, the, I mean, the walls of this yeah. tower, whatever, and then cast it down onto Abimelech, and then the rage of he can't even stand to have been killed yeah, by I, a woman. <sighs> but at least so, you know so what? At his, least he I wish knows. it just uh-huh. killed him in one fell swoop. Okay, I wish it killed him in thing, one though, fell swoop. So he, he couldn't even. He say knew. That. He knew. He saw that it was a woman. Like he knew mm-hmm. that he was being killed like, by a lady. And everyone else probably knew too. Yeah. Right? Like they saw it happen. They they get like, it. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then his sword bearer, uh, his young man, as he's called here, his young man thrust him young through man. and he and he died. When right. the men of Israel saw that Abimelech was dead, they departed every man to his place. They're like, oh, okay. Okay. Thus, God requited the wickedness of Abimelech, okay. which he did to his father in killing his 70 brothers. Okay. So that's so the whole saga. Of, for, yes. You know. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. So God was not on Abimelech's side. Yep. And all the wickedness of the men of Shechem did God requite on their heads, and on them came the curse of Jotham, the son of Jerubael. Now, that is a recurring theme of the youngest son becoming more of a badass and more influential than he's meant to be, being the youngest. That's fascinating. Jace, you better watch out. It's true. You have several (laughs) younger brothers who are. You do. They're going to show you what's going on. You better watch out. As long as I don't try to kill them all, I think I'll be okay. It's um, really only when the, the eldest turns out to be wicked you, that this usually happens. But how do you feel about being killed by women? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's fine. Yeah, you'd, you know? you'd accept it. Yeah, I would, I would accept that. Okay. I, my, my masculinity is not so fragile that I couldn't handle <laughs> being killed by a woman. No, that's good. 
Wow, what a saga. That, that's it. That was the end of Judges 9. Wow. Wow. All right. All right, well, Dedeker, bring her home. All right, let's move on to Judges 10. But before we do that, let's take a quick moment to talk about the best ways that you could help support this show. Judges 10. After Abimelech, there arose, to save Israel, Tola, the son of Pua, the son of Dodo. Excuse me? <laughs> don't wait double dodo what tola tola a dodo bird the son of pua tola the son of dodo mm-hmm. a, a man of issachar and he lived in shamir in the hill country of ephraim so this is our next judge our next judge is tola oh, oh. oh cool cool yeah tula tola Tollhouse house to, to, tola tola yes okay okay he judged Israel 23 years and died and was buried in Shamir. Shortest judge story and ever. And done. And seen. Dang wow. it, I was so excited. <laughs> what do you mean? He, what, what does that even mean to judge Israel He led them. He years. led them for 23 years. Oh. Yeah, I think we established that he just, judge like, in this book means just like... judgy over them. And that's the right. end of Judge's Sense. just like leading. Just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This poor guy, nothing interesting happened while he was judging Israel. Gosh. Okay. Yeah. Do we have any, do we have any people that we feel like politically obligated to cast in our movie, but we don't really care about so we can cast (laughs) them as this person? I have to think about that. I have to consult the list. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, All right. So yeah, 23 years, died, was buried in Shamir. Great. That was Tola. After him rose Jair, the Gileadite, and he judged Israel 22 years. He had 30 sons who rode Jeez. who rode on 30 donkey colts and they had 30 cities. <laughs> Wait, a colt like like a baby? Like a baby. Like a colt. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You can't ride on a donkey colt. That's I call I call BS right there. But they had 30 cities uh, which are called Havoth Jair to this day, which are in the land of Gilead. Jair died. Cities for 30 brothers. Yeah, Jair died and was buried in Camon. All right. So, okay. <laughs> Uh, Two judges back to back. Wow. Who cares? Okay. The children of Israel again did that which was evil in the sight of Yahweh and served the Baals and the Ashtaroth. And, oh, there's more. But wait, there's more. Not only are they serving the Baals and the Ashtaroth and the gods of Syria and the gods of Sidon and the gods of Moab and the gods wow, of the children wow. of Ammon and the gods of the Philistines. They really, Holy really cow. expanded their pantheon. So many gods. Oh, yeah. And they forsook Yahweh and didn't serve him. The anger of Yahweh was kindled against Israel and he sold them into the hand of the Philistines and into the hand of the children of Ammon. They vexed and oppressed the children of Israel that year. Eighteen years oppressed they all the children of Israel that were beyond the Jordan in the land of the Amorites, which is in Gilead. The children of Ammon passed over the Jordan to fight also against Judah and against Benjamin and against the house of Ephraim, so that... I'm assuming a different Benjamin. No, it's the same. Not like the Benjamin. Wait, really? Well, the house 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 is Benjamin. Oh, gosh. Every time. Every time, Emily. (laughs) Every time. I'm like, that Benjamin? The the very Benjamin? It's okay. I understand reading the Bible is a very confusing thing. And if you're just like looking for like, Uh oh, I know that name or I know that person. It's like a glimmer. Right. A glimmer of an oasis in the wilderness. So I understand. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Thank you. Um, Thank you for being nice about it for once. (laughs) For once. Get your hopes up for the future. See, she's uh, acknowledging. So that Israel was sore distressed. 
The children of Israel cried to Yahweh, saying, We have sinned against you, even because we have forsaken our God and have served the Baals. Yahweh said to the children of Israel, Didn't I save you from the Egyptians and from the Amorites? From the the children of Ammon and from the Philistines, the Sidonians also, and the Amalekites and the Maonites did oppress you. And you cried to me and I saved you out of their hand. Yet you have forsaken me and served other gods. Therefore, Mm -hmm. I will save you no more. Go. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, right. the, the boy who cried wolf here. Uh-huh. Yeah, we've been here. We've, we've been here before. Times. Go and cry to the gods which you have chosen. Let them save you in the time oh, of your distress. Oh, oh, oh. Oof, yeah. Now, what a twist it would be if this was the point in the book where, you know, Baal or Ashtaroth shows up and then like does save them. <laughs> yeah. And then there's like more of a rivalry. Oh, yeah. That would that's be pretty rough. good. That's rough. The children of Israel said to Yahweh, we have sinned. Do you to us whatever seems good to you. Only deliver us, we pray you, this day. They put away the foreign gods from among them and served Yahweh, and his soul Mm. was grieved for the misery of Israel. Wow, that's surprising. Mm. It's surprising to hear of Yahweh being characterized as having any kind of empathy or sadness or sympathy, (laughs) not just pure rage (laughs) all the time. Yeah, Yeah, and like ego all the time. Uh Yeah. Then the children of Ammon were gathered together and encamped in Gilead. The children of Israel assembled themselves together and encamped in Mizpah. The people, the princes of Gilead said to one another, said one to another, what man is he who will begin to fight against the children of Ammon? He shall be head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. And that's the end of the chapter. We end on a cliffhanger. Uh, oh, Oh snap! This is good. Uh-huh. This, like this, yeah. That was now some that good we're in judges. Right this show is like finally interesting. <laughs> finally fun. <laughs> Sorry, like thank you everyone who like hung with us until now. <laughs> like seriously, this is like I, I would I would say that maybe with the exception of some of Genesis and a little bit of early Exodus, this is the first time that that the stories we're telling have like read like a story. That's true. You know, where there's kind of partly because they're short, I think, but there's like a real rising and falling and there's plot twists and there's cliffhanger Mm -hmm. endings even now. Like, holy cow. (laughs) We've invented the cliffhanger endings for drunk Bible study. (laughs) That's, that is true. It is kind of refreshing having more traditional storytelling structure or I guess more of the storytelling yeah. structure that we're used to in the West to recognize and help get right. us through some of these stories. Although I'm not really jazzed with this whole, this was Jael. He was a judge. Then he died. End of story. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, I, I right. feel like I want to, I want to learn more about him maybe in the bonus episode, just figure out like, who is this man? Yeah, Maybe there's some historical records of anything yeah, that may have perhaps. happened during that time. Yeah. Right. Like, why is he worth mentioning at all then? Why don't, why not just move on? Mm. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's a little that's weird. True. That's true. Awesome. Well, if you can't wait to hear the cliffhanger ending, uh, join us next week and we'll continue on with this story. Also, we're going to go do a bonus episode. We're going to try to look up some of these things. So stay tuned for that in a couple of days. Uh, thank you for joining us for Bible study today. If you want even more drunk Bible study, including ad-free episodes, early releases, personal toasts on the show, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunk Bible study. 
If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and write us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join fellow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group. Find us on Twitter at Drunk Bible Cast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Dedeker Winston, Emily Matlack, and me, Jace Lindgren. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album, Home of the, the, the. The theme for the Book of Judges is The People's Dread Judges by Jace Lindgren, Feet Emily Matlack. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. <laughs>